Salut tout le monde. Hey everybody. Now, how's that? How's that for a game? That was pretty <laughs> fun. That was pretty exciting. Okay. Listen, we got we're doing a crossover episode tonight, so I want to introduce everyone from Montreal, uh, my colleague in Winnipeg. Brady, how's it going, buddy? Uh, it's good. Say bien. Uh, I can speak a little French too if you'd like me to. But uh, <laughs> you know, how's your French? Is it like a le oh, shop like la vache fluid. type of thing? Or no, no, je, je peux parler français uh, très bon. J'ai fait mon uh, j'ai fait mon uh, post secondaire uh, université française. Bon, ben, c'est OK. En fin de compte, c'est ça. En Manitoba, il y a beaucoup de francophones. And you know what's crazy? Well, it's not crazy at all. I've been pushing Andrew. We're going to do a francophone show coming up soon in Montreal. Just a francophone show. So uh, all you bilingual people, we invite you over. All you anglophones, you're going to have to take a night off. But for now, <laughs> we're going to do it uh, en anglais instead of la langue de Molière. And we're going to talk about that overtime win. Another comeback win by the Canadians. A frustrating game, I think, if you're the Winnipeg Jets. They dominated in shots. They dominated in high-danger chances. So we'll get to that. We'll talk about the Battle of the Barons. We'll talk about Sean Monaghan. We'll talk a bit about how the Winnipeg Jets are lining up this year because they're kind of in the middle. We don't know if they're going to be going up or down. So all that will be coming up soon. And in the third segment, what we shall do is we will get all the questions from our awesome community uh, on Game Over here. And we're going to get you guys involved in the show. If you have any comments, though, during the show, don't hesitate. Throw them out there. We have our producer, Robert is on the show right now. You can't hear him, but I can hear him. And thankfully he's here because have you noticed there's been no tech issues so far. So that is <laughs> the number one reason. Hi to everyone in the chat. We appreciate all of you. And uh, oh, what? Matthew Perry passed away? He did, yeah. Very oh, I'm seeing this in the chat. Well, you know, okay. I was going to be that guy to be like, okay, my my high school sweetheart went to school uh, the same area. But that, yeah, that's a shame. We oui, absolutely, Amy, j'aimerais en faire un. Uh, en français, Marc-Antoine et Arpin Nafar, un peu bilingue, là. So I'm going to do a French podcast pretty soon. It's something I've wanted to do for a long time. All right, let's get into it. Cole Caulfield didn't score that overtime goal, but uh, it, it was still a pretty impressive performance by the Montreal Canadiens. Just, just to have that will to win, Brady, I want to hear your take on how this all went down, because I'm sure you're not looking at it with rosy glasses like I am. Yeah, I mean, like looking at the the Hab side of things, I mean, the the big takeaways for me was, I mean, Jake Allen was a stud tonight. Hell yeah, uh, absolutely saved you, saved you guys. I mean, when you when you get nineteen shots against uh, in the first period, first period. Uh, seven high I, danger chances, I think. That's uh, <laughs> a lot of a lot of good saves he had to make, especially even like later on in the game, like that that kept them in the game, especially like. You look at this game, and I think that from the Hab side of things, what you really want to take away is the resilience that they had to stay with the Jets, considering, you know, the Jets, like, let's let's be honest here. I, I think you might agree. I would hope you would agree with me. I think the Jets were the better team. It wasn't even remotely close. Okay. I I, I I wanted to say that, but I wanted to get the uh, the confirmation. Like, like, I, I would say that Jake Allen made more, had to make more high danger saves in that first period than Brassois did in the oh, entire game. You absolutely. Know, just to give, yeah. Brassois looked, looked uh, really, really shaky. I mean, this was only his second game of the year. Um, so like you gotta, you know, cut him some, cl- some slack, but every hold on, single hold on, shot- hold on, Brady, they're, they're giving you credit for your hat. So keep going. I can hear you, but I'm going to find a hat. I want credit too. I have a really cool <laughs> hat that I, I, I want to steal some of your credit. Is it here? 
I have a Whalers hat that looks great and I'd love to wear it right now. Okay, I'm not going to do it. You keep going with your amazing Yikes <laughs> hat. Sorry. I tried um, to steal your thunder there. No, 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 no. All good. All good. Um, yeah, no, it, like Brassois looked really shaky tonight for the Jets. I mean, it was only his second game, so we can give him, you know, cut him some slack. Yeah. Uh, but like, yeah, like, it, it's it just seemed like it wasn't uh, it wasn't a goalie duel, but it was like a, a one team's offense versus the other team's goalie and, you know, whatever the uh, the, the the forwards and defense could pick up uh could pick up the pieces and uh you know keep keep playing back i i really got to hand it to the habs for staying in this game especially after like the you know in the second period when the jets pot two goals within the first minute of uh you know of of play and 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 let's be honest those were goals where, like the habs look bad the jets look good yeah. But the Habs looked bad. <laughs> yeah, it, it 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 was it was tough. Like there were certain players on the Habs that actually like stuck out to me that looked really good. I thought you know Baron getting that goal early was really you know awesome to see from him, especially in in the the Baron Baron game, which I'm sure we'll talk about <laughs> a bit more after. But um, but even like you know obviously it might be my my you know Jets bias. I thought Jonathan Kovacevic had a great game. He was getting a stick in a lot of. Uh, important areas near the Classic. end there were a couple yeah. of really good chances that like Kyle Connor had where he was playing really well defensively makes me a little sad that we uh let him go but um and then you know Caden Gooley looked really really good for the Habs tonight and uh wow. to 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 switch this around to you know the Jets side of things for if there are any Jets fans in chat I would hope so considering this is a a shared podcast this is just like the, Mark when I say this to you like uh, I, you know, I get the Habs. I understand that they played in this game too, but this it was, was a, a classic Jets loss. This was a Winnipeg Jets hockey game, a game where you come out, the Jets yeah. look, look pretty decent at the start. I and mean, again, looking, getting 19 shots in the first period, you guys go up a night where, you know, the, the depth for the Jets, which is, you know, a big talking point for them, right. You know, the, at the start mm-hmm. of the season, Lowry's on the board right away. All three, all three goals were were from that line. Like when your third line scores three goals, you gotta you have hope to take that, advantage of that. Exactly, you gotta hope that your Ealers, your Connors, your Shifleys can score and and just again just kind of force the win. Like th- th- that's the thing. I will say that the Jets, like looking at the results, you know the the expected goals and everything like that, the Jets forced. You know they they kept their foot on the pedal. But you got yeah, like I don't know. Like and, and you like, need uh, you need those guys to to show up. There's, exactly. There's, there's you no, got, and, and you know what? There's actually some parallels there because on the Canadian side, there's Winnipeg Jets legend UL Armia beauty. scored a goal. Sean Monahan, who if there's any flames fans in here, <laughs> man, I am so sorry, but like that is gonna end up being one of the worst value trade. Like just even looking back at it, I know I'm being Captain Hindsight, but like Monaghan was acquired essentially for free. But not just that, they paid a first round pick to get rid of him. So that's like right now, Sean Monaghan would yeah. be the scoring leader in, in <laughs> you know, and I don't, I guess I do mean to rub salt in their wounds by saying it. But anyways, and Justin Barron, who's trying to crack the roster, but there's some parallels there because the Canadians also, well, yes, shoot out in overtime, getting their stars but they're not getting the production from their high-end players either a lot like the uh the Winnipeg Jets did tonight. Yeah, and again, like I think that that you said kind of the exact uh the exact point is you got to take advantage of the nights where your your depth is scoring and Big time. like this again just very classic Winnipeg Jets to get get a lead and then just slowly uh slowly but surely kind of slowly losing it. And one of the things with the Jets this year is that they are going to, from the start of the year, they have they have good depth, which basically just means that 
they should be able to play a good hockey game through mm-hmm. and throughout, which really means they are going to live and die by the mistakes they make. And tonight, I won't say that they necessarily made a ton of mistakes, but the goals that the Habs scored were kind of on some weird defensive breakdowns. Like the first, the first goal, I was, I was, I was saying some stuff on Twitter. Oh no, no, it was a, you, you <laughs> called it. He's, he, so he was, he was dogging Suzuki. Like, look at that pick, and I'm like, yeah, look at that pick. That was a beautiful <laughs> pick by Suzuki. Hey man, it ain't cheating if you if you don't get caught. That's the way that you know what I mean. <laughs> exactly. But then, and then even going to the um the 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 second goal, the power play goal, like. First off, you know, power play, You can, some people will say, hey, you know, you got scored on while you're on the PK. You can throw that away. That happens to, to everyone. But at the same time, I look at that and you go, Lowry takes a really unnecessary trip. I'm not saying that he had a, he, like he had a great game. Like I, I, this is, yeah. you know, it's just looking at the whole thing, of course. Uh, Lowry had a great game, but he did, did take a, a tough trip there. And while watching that that PK, there was just a big breakdown from the Jets where uh, Brennan Dillon basically just leaves the man in front and i'm not sure exactly if this is like what he was supposed to do because they play like a bit of a diamond so you can either put the you know the goat horns on on him for leaving uh sean monahan completely alone in front to sean the legend sean monahan yeah like he he made a great move like that's i i love the the pass pass into the slot you go back across three three seconds before that josh anderson was in the slot and it was the exact same play like sean like josh anderson's curse this year he can't shoot Mm -hmm. he gets high quality (laughs) chances then he fails miserably but it was essentially the same play maybe 30 seconds apart right yeah, no, exactly. And like, and so it's tough to look at that goal and go, Hey, should, should Dylan not have left his man there or should DeMello been, have been quicker on his rotation. Um, but regardless, like that's, again, it's just the mistakes for the jets where they play, you know, 55 out of 60 minutes. Great. <laughs> and, and the rest of it, it all, it all comes tumbling down. But sure. again, that's, that's not to, that's not to say that the Habs didn't deserve any, like, again, like they, they got to, no, I'll say it, the Habs didn't deserve that win. No, at but, but at the same time, like you, you got to force the mistakes, right? Like you but, have to. And there's no such thing as deserve in sports, right? So we can't say that the, the Jets deserve to win. Right. And yeah. I think what you're saying here is essentially they played the perfect Dairy Queen Blizzard game where it wasn't mixed properly. You get all the good stuff at the beginning, but at the end, it's just emptiness, right? It's just some vanilla ice cream. And I think that's kind of, they ran out of steam there. You can't do that with those. Like, how's the feeling in Winnipeg? And we're going to get to the Hab stuff, by the way. Great comment by our, our friend Sebastian Jackson in, in the chat here. It's always a good night when uh, you win a game that you never had a lead in. So <laughs> the Habs led for exactly zero seconds and uh, got that win. But I think you've hit that point with the Winnipeg Jets that you've reset so many times. And, and they're having a good year so far, like relatively speaking. But how do you get away from this 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 lack of really grabbing the bull by the horns by these stars when, when they need it most, you know, like you've moved big players, you've taken the captaincy away, you've brought in other players. What's the next solution for the Winnipeg Jets? Like, uh, here's the thing with this team right now, I I've gone through a, a roller coaster of emotions within the past year. Cause yeah. last year they were, you know, one of the top teams going into Christmas. Uh, and then they, they tripped and fell their way into the playoffs and, you know, with the whole PLD thing, uh, getting three players back, you know, Wheeler getting bought out, it's a bit of a different team now. And yeah. you know, I've, I've been really skeptical on whether or not the Jets should have re-signed Hellebuck and Shifley. Now I look at them and I go, yeah, I mean, if, if you're looking for the next five years out, like the team is better with those guys. Absolutely. And I look at this team and 
I think they have a lot of pieces. Like the depth that they have right now is great. They essentially kept they kept both the players they traded for at the deadline last year. Yeah. Um so, you know, even with Velarde being injured right now, like this is still a really good team and and really I think they're just like maybe a piece or two away from having potentially a really good roster. And again, like with the game tonight too, like I think like maybe the game is a, is is a Jets win if if Connor Hellebuck is starting, right? Oh, yeah. Well, and, you know what? He's only he's what? He's running at it like a 900 this year, but I'd say he's probably been one of the best goalies. He's been the best goalie the last 3 years and the Jets were in that carry price situation, right? Do you just give give yeah. up? Or and, do you sign a contract that you know the last three years are going to be terrible? And well, I, and I, I wouldn't even necessarily say that you you know those last three years are going to be terrible. Yeah, no, I know. I would nah, say, I, I I, yeah, I, I guarantee it. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> I guarantee. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Um, but like, but yeah, I don't know. It, it, it's it's it, it's it's just interesting to watch this team, and so and more or less the way I look at it. If if the question that you were asking me was if you if I think that they have what it takes yeah. to potentially to put to together a team. Yeah. Um, like, I think that it it's really on Chevy at this point. Like yeah. he, he has basically done the 50, 50% of the work in the sense of keeping Shifley, keeping, yeah. um, now he's got uh, to decide whether to shit or get off the pot. Let's be exactly. perfectly honest. And, right. Yeah. And that's, again, that was actually where to bring it back to the parallels. That's where Javain was at one point with the Habs, right? He yeah. was just right on that line. Although, the Jets have better underlying numbers, so it bodes a little bit better for them. Okay, to quick update here through Kay, our good friend who has, she's only posted about Ghoulie like twice in our chat, so I'm a little worried. Can someone check on Kay for <laughs> us? Uh, usually the Ghoulie, na- and this has been, this is a Ghoulie Nation night, you know what I mean? Yeah. This is a hell of a game from him, so someone check on Kay, but she is letting us know that Mike Matheson, so Thanos controls the Canes injuries. So Ghoulie comes back. Mike Matheson's out, balanced, as all things should be. Um, but he is only day-to-day with a lower body injury. And he's traveling with the team. So that's good news from an injury front. For the Canadians, missing half of a game is essentially you are the healthiest player on the team. So that is fantastic news there. And we have David here mentioning one of the, the, the big points for the Habs this year. Like the Jets, their top players haven't necessarily excelled um but sean monahan has been such a revelation and it comes to the point that every canadians fan wanted to trade him for a first round pick last year that was the and you, i'll tell you i guarantee you <laughs> teams were looking into it before he got injured i promise you that and i don't i don't play with those kind of rumors i hear them i don't put them on the internet but uh, i guarantee you there was interest him and josh anderson there were first picks dangled now this year if he stays healthy the canadians are in a situation where it's like okay this guy has been playing well for us to the point that maybe we should consider keeping him because he's not that old. We keep hearing how it's a, you know, like, oh my God, old man rising from the ashes. He just turned 29, like, like seven days ago. And how, you know what's, what his, I mean? what's his contract like again? I, right I, can, now, I can't he's on a one year, it's a one year deal. Uh, and the chat will get me the, but I think it was what, like 2 million or something. It, it was a trade deadline glorious. Uh, and I'll, I'll let the chat pick it up for me, but it was a, a darling deal. For the Montreal Canadiens, it was a one-year contract, and it was essentially the Habs saying, "Listen, give us a discount, and you'll get your playing time." Because if we're being realistic, he only has one more big contract in him. So it was yeah. kind of a, 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 you know, we know that we're not paying you full value, but you're going to get full value from someone else. So the question becomes now: Can you afford trading him? Because you're looking at guys like uh, Kirby Doc. Hey, let's be honest. There's some injury issues there. Um, Suzuki has been great, but you need more depth down the middle. Jake Evans is never really going to be more than a fourth line, uh, fourth line uh, center. Oh, there you go. The Orphreeze comes through. Two million dollars for 
Sean Monahan. That's what um, I was seeing as well. Plus yeah. bonus, right? So it depends whatever he'll hit his targets. But um, that is a hell of a deal if you're a team looking to add a player at the deadline. Sean Monahan will probably cost you about what um, four to five hundred thousand dollars because it's all accrued, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he's going to be a guy who can play on the power play, uh, jump in your top six. He's great in transition, fantastic underlying numbers, and this will get all the dinosaur GMs excited. He's good at faceoffs. Oh, so he is. <laughs> I, I, I'm wondering, right? Like, if you're if you're if you're the Habs, do you keep Sean Monahan, even though you know you're not going to make the playoffs? What do you well, think? Well, well, well. Actually, I'm I'm going to turn it back to you because I purely I I think it's it has to do again with the question you asked me. Like, do you think that this team can take the next step? Because I'm looking at at the kind of it's just like the the depth of of the Canadians here, and they they have striking resemblances to the Jets too. I will say you guys are missing a, a, a Vesna level goalie. Uh, unfortunately, you guys had that before and no longer do now. But like, do you do you see the 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 Habs being sellers at the deadline? Because absolutely, you have to. You have to. Okay, and before hey, Baby Yoda, always good to see a little bit of uh, a Grogu here saying that the Habs fans have to get over Shifley. Telling you right now, they're <laughs> never going to get over Shifley. That's I. I enjoy. I enjoy. It's fun. That. It was. It, 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 is, it I, you is. Know, you know what I really liked was Lowry giving it to the fa- like he was oh, doing the yeah. Hulk Hogan the- after the goal. No one <laughs> noticed that, but and I know Habs fans probably didn't like it, but I love that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Just fun. Like you it's give all it to for the me, show. It's entertainment. It- exactly. Exactly. So it's all part of the entertainment. You can't get mad at other people for having fun at a sports game, Baby Yoda. You just got to roll with it. That's the fun of sports. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so I would say right now the issue with Montreal Canadiens is that they can't get drunk on their own supply a little bit. Like, this was a fun comeback win, and there was a fun comeback win a couple nights ago and a couple nights before that. It, it, it's not real. It's it's an oasis. You know, it's, 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 it's really just mirage. It's a mirage in the desert. And some people think that, yeah, maybe Monaghan uh, will eventually be the kind of guy that keeps the glue of the, the, the lineup together. And I get that. I understand that. But uh, let's be perfectly honest. You look at the age group of every other core player and it's five, six, seven years. So you can't afford to invest in that. And Sean Monaghan's going to want a big deal. So if I'm the Montreal Canadiens, look, get ready. Because I'm trading Josh Anderson. I'm trading Jake Allen. I'm trading Sean Monaghan. I'm trading Jonathan Kovacevic. Like, I'm I'm acquiring guys that have a pulse just so I have enough guys left in my lineup. You know what I mean? So I'm going all out with uh, anyone 28 and over. If you get a sniff on it, have a good life. Like, you know, it's really time for the Canadians to commit to this. And if you can add a first-round pick or two to the next like group, that will help you in the future, when your team's already starting to do good, you're still going to have an influx of talent, right? So you're, you're keeping those supply lines going. So Brady, I slam my fist every time I hear Ken Hughes saying, like, we really like Josh Henderson. Hey, I get it. He's a, he's a, he's a handsome like a, fellow right there, and he's fun to watch, but, like, who gives a shit? Trade him. If, if there's a if first. Someone's, if someone's offering you a first-round pick, you you take it for Josh Anderson. Exactly. Like, absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. No, Baby Yoda. Okay, listen. The, the reason Montreal fans were booing him is because he almost killed Jake Evans. Don't be an idiot, Baby Yoda. Be, be, come on. Be fun. <laughs> we're having fun out here, all right? Anyways. Yeah. The, I would say that right now, and Brady, get this. It wasn't just a first-round pick that was offered by teams. Some teams offered more than a first-round pick for Josh Anderson. That's well. NHL GMs are right. <laughs> they're certain, right? certainly are uh, our player, or uh, you know, yeah, our smart exactly. ones. But exactly. uh, hey, th- that's the reason they they get paid the big bucks, and I sit here and talk to 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 a bunch of people online, right? So exactly, um... yeah, right. You know, but that's what <laughs> makes me laugh whenever people are like, "Well, you're not a GM." Like, I know, I, 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 sorry, I finished my uh, 
my university degree, I guess I can. No, sorry. That's a, that's a <laughs> no. shock towards uh, all ex-players. But, you know, it's a lot of these guys, and I don't want to be mean, but you're jumping into a high business area with like no high school degree. It's never, it's not going to work out all that well. You know what I mean? Just mm-hmm. in terms of running a business. So if I'm the Canadian's, uh, I, I jump at the chance of getting a first round pick for a guy like Josh Anderson. Let's be perfectly honest. He's not worth a first round pick. The perception in the league is that he's this amazing fireball dude, but he he really isn't. So yeah, I get rid of Josh Anderson. I'd even started a second round pick right now. That's, that's, that's my starting point. And yeah, I, I think it truly comes down to, do you think the Jets or not the Jets, sorry, that the Habs have a chance to win this year. And if, if, if there, you even have to hesitate to, and to think about it, then it's like, exactly. okay, well this, you look at the team you look at their makeup, they're a young team. And so it really truly is about, um, the, 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 what you, what any hockey team wants is for all of their assets to peak at the right moment yeah. and, and at the exact same time, basically. And it's just not, it's just not going to happen right now. Like the Cole Caulfield is not going to have his best season and, and go into the, into the playoffs uh, and, you know, drop, you know, a goal a game or anything like that. Same with Nick Suzuki. Uh, yeah. I mean, Hey, if he does ha- happy for you guys, but, um but yeah, like the, the, the goal for the Habs is to be a competitive team in two two, three years, maybe one to two, three years. I would say, I, I think, I think the GMs are, again, they're, they're, they're kind of smelling their own farts a little bit. They, I think the Habs think they're closer than they really are, but the Kirby doc injury was a pretty good example of how the team, everyone realized like, Oh my God, you lose one player and it's game over and good teams can get by without a Kirby doc. And I'm not trying to, to, to insult him, but it just goes to show, right? Like you lose one guy yeah. that's good in transition and it's game over on the season. So, yeah, I, I just hope that as much as they need these veterans and whatnot, the NHL has proven time and time again that you really have to go for it. You really have to, you know, tank it up real good. And I don't think the Canadians will be as bad as I expected, but um, you can't turn your nose at first round picks. Like, who cares if Josh Anderson's going to be a good veteran? Who gives a crap? You know yeah. what I mean? Go get them a big to... brother or something. Like, you know, get them a YMCA gym membership. Keep them busy. Like, we don't need Josh Anderson to be helping these guys out. So, to me, no hesitance. Do it. But I'll tell you right now, Ken Hughes doesn't want to trade him. I I, th- I think I think to to kind of bookend this, this type of topic that we have, I, I think that the Florida Panthers did... Uh, a lot of harm to a lot of NHL teams that are right around the middle of the pack. Uh, yeah. The the notion of you just have to get in uh, is very, very strong these days. And I think it's, it's a little, it's a little uh, far-fetched yeah. um, while again, you know, you do just have to get in. look at the Habs getting to the finals. Yeah. But they, uh, they carry of... priced it, right? Like maybe if, I know. if, if, <laughs> I'm, just... if I'm the Jets, <laughs> if I'm the Jets. Yeah. Like I believe Connor Hellbuck can do that. But right now, other than that, no, no deal. I think it's, this, they shouldn't even talking about playoffs this year. So, hey, chat's well, acting up a little bit. Hey, we're having some fun. Keep it, you know, we're just again, everybody's just a fan here. We'll just keep it light. I, for the most part, it's been fun, light, light, uh, lighthearted. If you have a question, don't hesitate. Throw it in the chat. We'll get to it in the third segment. We're going to wrap up fairly quickly tonight because apparently some people have lives. I do not. But uh, we're, we're going to let you all get to your party. And also, um, we have a birthday here for uh Triza and Trinka which are the same person so I just I <laughs> so happy birthday to, to Trizinka who uh who's having a birthday today and shout out to everyone in the chat if you could like the stream and subscribe then Steve Dangle won't 
will stop yelling at me in the uh, in the stream. So right now I'll check on Robert. He'll let me know how long we've been going. But I think we've been, what, live for about, yeah, 20 minutes. Perfect. So we'll do another segment. We'll get the fan input in there. Brady, real quick, I wanted to hit on Caden Gooley because I want to get your opinion. This is a guy who there's been injury woes, but when he's played, he's played well. When he's played with David Savard, it's been hell. But when he's been unanchored from a veteran, he's 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 been very good. Who do you, who would you, like, I'm I'm hoping he can kind of emerge into like a Josh Morrissey type player. I, I don't know if that's maybe a little more physical, but I, I don't know if that's maybe aiming too high. But when you see Caden Gooley on the other side of the, the ice, who does he remind you of? Um, that's tough. I, I, <clears throat> oh, excuse me. Um, I unfortunately have not watched enough Caden Gooley to, to really get no, but a, like just tonight, I, right? I, like he was to me, cause he's doing something where he's being physical. First of all, which was hilarious. They call it tripping on Gooley for domestic. Like it was interference. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. 30 seconds later, Kovacevic trips. And I forget who, maybe it was Mason Appleton, but trips like clear as day. Yeah. <laughs> and here's the best part. The the referee's staring at the trip and he dodges the Jets player. He jumps over him, but he doesn't call the penalty, which tells you everything you need to know about the NHL. He was clearly making up for the mistake on the one before. But anyhow, um, <laughs> yeah, Kim Gooley's being physical. He, he's being offensively. He's been great this year. The Habs are kind of hoping he emerges as like that one, two guy. I, I, I just don't know if it's realistic to expect a guy like Kaden Gooley to really be a number one guy in long term, you know? Yeah. Like I, 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 I kind of think that what you said about Morrissey kind of rings pretty true to him. Cause he, he does have a bit of an offensive flair to himself. He is yeah. a bit, a bit more physical from what I could tell. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, and, but also like I, I, you know, as, as someone who watched Josh Morrissey develop, uh, a good partner is always is always important, and, and and it's very interesting. You you noted that um, whenever he's played with any sort of veteran, he hasn't had any success. But uh, he was with Baron tonight, I believe, right? Yeah, like two, yeah. But two young you know, guys. The good part is it doesn't matter as long as it's not David Savall. <laughs> no, it's it's him specifically. I don't want to be mean, but like, and and I like David Savall, but they they they'll say stuff like Savall will anchor the the second pairing, and I'm like, oh, Savall's an anchor on the second pairing. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like like looking like uh, all I can really do is kind of compare him to Morrissey at this moment, and with how Morrissey developed, he found a lot of. Um, a lot of uh, like a lot of chemistry playing with Jacob Truba earlier on in his career. They were both yeah. two young guys, and they were both on the exact same page. And then you know you see all the Jets defense, uh, you know players leave, uh, and Morrissey's kind of twirling in the wind, having guys like Tucker Poolman, Nathan Beaulieu, uh, on their wings. And I'm um, you know I'm not really quite sure where David Savard is exactly in his career, but I know he was not. You know, he was... Ian notes Savard's not even playing, and he's catching strays left and right. There. <laughs> like, and it's funny because I always criticize Andrew, no matter what. Andrew could be like, I'm like, hey man, it's a nice day today. He's like, yeah, but uh, but David Savard had like, <laughs> but his name is John. His name is French. Yeah. Poor, poor, poor David Savall. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so so when it when it came to Morrissey's development, like once he was able to be put with a, a partner where he felt comfortable, even with uh even D- like Dylan DeMello getting kind of the slot next to him really stabilized him and gave him yeah. the chance to be uh, a really effective player. And so it's really nice to see that, you know, it, it seems like he has a lot of chemistry with Baron and Baron, a young player too. Like mm-hmm. really, really that's that's a great uh, um, it's a great pairing to have going forward. I mean, like that's you basically have uh either uh, you know a top four pair 
right there. And I, you know, I think that Caden Gooley could be kind of a, a one B kind of guy. That's yeah. Uh, that's kind of where I see him too. Yeah. You need that partner. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, and that, that's, and that's what I think is the difference between again, like going back to Morrissey uh, against like a guy elite like, and very good, right? Exactly. Like, yeah. Morrissey ne- always needed someone to stabilize him to play. I mean, I, no matter what, if you have a, an anchor next to you, it's going to be tough, but um but yeah, like if if Gooley can continue to have his success and have his chemistry with Baron and eight, or man. anyone else, for the like he he looks good. He's fast. He's got a great shot. He was up in the rush a lot. I found tonight, and he, he was joined, and, and he was controlled entries. That's something that the Habs just uh, the, the key. It was on the um, the UL Armia who's scored in a hundred percent of his games this year. But it was all about Caden Gooley on that play. Like, like I don't want to. It sucks that we're taken away from Armia, but. It was all about that zone entry by by the team game, right? Yeah, yeah, by Caden Gooley. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah. By the way, Disturb mentions Robert is the MVP of that. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. So so Disturb knows. Disturb knows well. And there's a good question here from Thomas who mentions. uh, Well, just he wants to get our opinion here. Um. And it's a perfect segue because 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 Brady threw us onto the Baron thing. What do you like about Justin Baron? What don't you like? How does he project? It's it's funny because Justin Baron's. Out of all these young guys, he's the only guy that really went back down to Laval. They did the old classic, play in the AHL, get your minutes. He was the first guy in the to be in the AHL for the Habs that was on pace for a 25-goal season um, since P.K. Subban. He played a ton, and when he came back last year, you could see he had that like he was really full of confidence. He was great. Now, the issue with Justin Barron is when you give him too much time to think, he starts to really overthink. And especially when he's in his own zone, right? Like, and he'll give up the puck, bad plays, really brutal plays where you're like, man, you got all the time in the world. So we're not seeing that as much. We're seeing a confident Justin Barron. And I think it goes to show the value. And, and I don't want to hit on Slavkovsky too much because I'm glad that no one's getting, no one's really talking about it yet because I want to write about it. But the value <laughs> of giving guys time in the AHL. And, and I'm one of those like, move over old man, the future is now. But mm-hmm. when it comes to defensemen, you really need that confidence. And if you don't have it in the NHL, it's impossible to get. You have to go back down to the AHL. So what I will say is that he speaks, you know, but Baron speaks to good development. He's got a great offensive instinct. His shot is fantastic. He, he looks like he's skating on velvet filled marshmallow clouds out there. So it's beautiful <laughs> to watch. Good zone entries. His defense has been okay. I don't know where he projects. So that's the question. Like, is he a Nathan Beaulieu with, you know, without the fighting? Cause at first Nathan Beaulieu is really offensive or, is he a guy that you can really line up in your, your top three? You know what I mean? Like uh, maybe be like one of your core defensemen. The Montreal Canadiens need Justin Barron to land because they're right now, the right side, you have Logan Mayu and you have Justin Barron are essentially your two prospects there. Right. So, Oh, and David Reinbacker, sorry, <laughs> but they're all, yeah, whoops, but they're all fair, fairly far out. So Barron's the next, like he's on deck, you know what I yeah. mean? Like he's ready to swing. So, um, all I, I say in this is that when it comes to defensemen, very rarely do they spend too much time in the AHL, but there's a laundry list of guys that, uh, you know, were undercooked and, and went straight into the NHL. So I know I'm the dinosaur this time around. I'm going to say, I'm going to preach, always be, you know, patient with your guys. It's, it's the same reason I like the Habs right now. Joshua Roy, he didn't score tonight, but last I checked, um, he was leading the AHL in scoring. And after two games, Habs signs are like, fuck this, get him in Montreal, like right now, you know? <laughs> so in my opinion, and I get it, I get it. Montreal's so starved for offensive talent, but you leave, you know, leave him there, leave him for a whole year, 
you know, just like PK Subban did and then went on to win a Norris, you know? So again, I'm just all about slowing it down for the guys and, that are, you know, coming up from the HL. And I think, and, and, what, is, would, and what would be the point uh, for this year of, of bringing him up? Right. Hey, like other than just giving him the opportunity, which it has merit, but at the same time, sure. it's like, if you're just doing it to be like, Oh, well, he's better than the players we have right now. It's like, well, are they, are they trying to win? Right. Like, obviously, you're trying to win, but are they trying to win? Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> no, exactly. Exactly. All right. Oh, and Liz, Liz has to go. Bye, Liz. Bye. And uh, Dina is leaving. And don't forget to click a quick like in the chat as you head out. I think we're approaching about 30 minutes. We have a ton of people here, though. So I don't want I don't want to cut it out too, too quickly. If you do have a question, don't hesitate. Throw it out in the chat. You have Brady here uh, from Winnipeg Game Over. And you have me, Marc Dumont from Winnipeg, uh, from Winnipeg, from uh, Game Over Montreal. Um, perfect. We're going to go. Yeah, maybe a few more questions. You have Robert here is just confirm. Maybe a few more questions. Let you all go. One thing that I did like uh, seeing from the Montreal Canadiens tonight was Tanner Pearson get a little, you know, feisty. There was a, there was a, it was a stupid fight, but Seeing a guy like Tanner Pearson <laughs> and Yol Armia find the rhythm, I don't know, man. I guess I am really turning into that old school dude because I like seeing the veterans get their last, you know, their last chance at a, at a boxing match in the big ring. So I was happy to see Yol Armia score. And I am, Brady, I am so happy to see Tanner Pearson in the NHL scoring happy. I, I really think he got screwed over big time by the Vancouver Canucks. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, and, and I get what they're saying. Oh, he wasn't healthy, so we didn't give him a qualifying offer. Well, why wasn't he healthy? We're all trying to find the guy who did this, you know? like <laughs> So, yeah, I, I would say this. I would say that um, he's got a chip on his shoulder and he's going to play himself into another contract. And and the veterans, the great part is that he's not, he's so slow. But he's so smart that, you know, for example, tonight he took the strip the puck off Connor, who yeah. other than that, I think defensively Connor was actually great, which is rare for him. But uh, yeah, Tanner Pearson, just a fantastic story to me. And I love seeing it. So I'm all about that rejuvenate. And again, he's 31 years old. And you're he's not that old man. I'm 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 looking I'm looking at your your guys like lineup and having your third line is Pearson Monahan and Gallagher like it just to me it just very much reminds me of how like the Jets have their third line where it's like Nino Niederreiter Lowry and yeah. uh, and Appleton like it's the exact same style maybe a little more uh you know offensive flair with Monahan and Pearson yeah but uh but yeah it, it's every everyone loves when their third line when they're when they're their meat and potatoes guys go out there and oh, just yeah, man. Play oh, the yeah. game. Yeah, absolutely. And I, then I, I and then they turn around and complain about coffee. No, <laughs> which I think <laughs> I did that about Suzuki tonight. Um, no, I'm not moving to Winnipeg, Jeff, but I like I actually love I well, I don't know why I said it like that, but I love Winnipeg. Big fan, I'm big, big fan <laughs> of actually... Winnipeg. Um no, it's because whenever I'm in a sitting down drinking bourbon or or with a bunch of writers and everyone starts piling on Winnipeg, and I'm the guy that's like, Jesus Christ, man, like relax. It's actually a great city. And most of these guys are just repeating what the other dude said. And one mm-hmm. of them was from Buffalo. So like relax there. You yeah. know what I mean? Um really good question from Kay here. And I I, I like Arbor Jack. I think he's 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 so fun. He's just he he's not just a unicorn in the sense that he he came in there and he stole Zach Cassian's soul and he bullied Ryan Reeves. He's actually playing quite well in terms of his underlying numbers. Right now he's leading the Montreal Canadiens in expected goals in Corsi four, um, in, in, um, in goals for and high danger chances. Like he's doing quite well, but she brings it up. Is he negating that with his penalties and statistically speaking? <laughs> yes. 
Yes, he's absolutely. <laughs> you, you, know I mean? you, you absolutely have what? to remind yourself that putting your team on, on, the, on the, the, the penalty kill twice a night, you have to be Wayne Gretzky to make up for that. You know what I mean? Can, so I love just, Arbor. And she mentions here, is he getting a rough ride from the, from the referees? Yeah. But he, like he made that bed, you know what I mean? So he's but also, sleeping. But also the, like, uh, did he take two penalties or just one tonight? I like don't his, know, but I remember being like, like oh, that's your classic Arbor. There. She well, could but, have a sponsorship for the, like the ticky tacky Arbor penalty of the night, you know? Well, he, he was the one who took the penalty right near the end of regulation and he that's, like that's his that's his move too. There, that's he's what he does. So very obviously, very clearly, and like maybe it was a mistake, but he very obviously and very clearly high sticked uh, Ehlers. And then he goes to the ref, being like, "What are you talking about? What are you?" T-? And, and then they show the replay, and it's just like <laughs> right in the face. I wish more NHL players would. Do, who was it that looked at his replay and he was like, "Oh yeah, fuck yeah, oh, I did Bermistrov. that." Spermistrov. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's exactly what I mean. We got a uh, question from my favorite combination person. So Tri- Trisnika asks, uh, <laughs> Trizak and Trinka are the same person for the for the records. Um, Trisnik asks, will Logan Stanley ever be freed? Well, uh, what do you mean by that? Like, do you, what do you do? You, do you guys want him? You guys can trade for him. Would you? Would you like Logan Stanley? I I. I previously okay. enjoyed Logan Stanley. No, it doesn't. Really like... I mean, hey, he did score two two goals on Carey Price in the playoffs. So, you know, give him some respect. Um, but like, but realistically, Logan Stanley, if you know, will if he will he ever, ever be freed? Maybe, maybe not. Honestly, I would imagine he might be on his way out. Vili Hanola seemed like he was going to make the team this year until he got. Well, thank God Liz in. isn't here, eh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, she just left, unfortunately. But, uh, but yeah, so, so with. Hinola being a player who was usually waivers exempt, he normally has been sent down. He's he has basically earned a spot this year. It seemed like he very much uh took a spot away from whether it be like he was potentially taking a spot in the top six away from like Nate, Nate Schmidt. So mm. uh so Logan Stanley right now, I would say is available. The only good thing that you can <laughs> say about uh Billy Hinola getting injured is that it gave the Jets a little bit more time to figure out what they're doing on defense. They've yeah. got uh, a, a great young guy in Declan Chisholm who is now not waivers exempt. So basically they don't want the same, you know, jo- Jonathan Kovacevic thing to happen uh with to him so they're they're gonna keep him there and logan stanley's 25 now so he's he's kind of he, yeah, he looks like he such is. a like such a stoic man i'm looking at him a hockey db god damn you could be superman there look at this guy he's and he, chiseled. he's looked like that since he was 18 he's, he looked like that since he's been since he was born I think can, he can, you see, can you see why the jets maybe considered uh or not considered but did uh god trade damn, up trade Jeez. up for him yeah yeah <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, that's, and that's two, two hockey players I've called handsome tonight. So that's the, who, who's the Josh Anderson, of course, the other yes. day he fell in a, in a paint me like one of your French girls uh, pose. And it was just absolutely <laughs> perfect. Um, we just, uh, we got suggestion. Yeah. Mrs. Turbis thing. There should be like uh, oh, recurring members, live streams, custom emotes. When I did that with the Habs, people love that stuff. So, but I am a thousand years old. And in my story, we used to, my, the, back in my day, we used to wear an onion on our belts because it was a style at the time. And we used to have uh, bees on our quarters. We used to say, give us five bees for a nickel, we'd say. Um, so we're going to ask maybe, maybe Robert can look into getting us custom emojis. That way we'll make his life even more complicated. What do you think, Robert? Yeah, he just, he just, he's, he's shrugging. He's shrugging right now. We can't ask more from Robert. We can't ask more from Robert. Uh, when we have a question from Ehlers here, at the same time, Trzak and Trink are posting one after the other. You, you can't fool me. I know you're the same person. Um, where is our Nick Ehlers question? Well, here, I have a question. 
I Nick Ehlers is the kind of guy that I thought at one point this this guy should be the captain. I, like to bring it back to the Jake Evans thing without uh, when Nick Ehlers protected yeah. Jake Evans, I thought that was such a, 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 a not just a good move. It was such a like an integrity move by him. Like even the Habs didn't give a shit about Jake Evans. They were going for revenge, and yeah. Nick Ehlers is the only one that had the presence of mind to protect him. To yeah. me, that speaks to more than just a hockey player. That's a good person. I was thinking maybe he becomes captain. What's going on with Nick Ehlers right now? Oh, that's that's a that's an interesting question. Uh, <laughs> yeah. What's going on with Nick, him real quick? Nick, so okay, so just to give you the long and short of it, Nick Ehlers is a player who throughout his entire career has been always near the top of the league in five v five points for sixty. Yeah. Uh, the the issue he is good in all the way back to Halifax. He looked like a uh, an impact player, you know? a, a stud, and and he is like even tonight. Yeah. Tonight he didn't have tonight. I'll, I'll admit he had he had not the greatest game. There were a couple of really bad giveaways, but that's going to happen when you have the puck and having the puck is good. So um, Nick Ehlers is just a guy who I think has never really gotten to uh, like cement his spot on this team. He's always been kind of riding shotgun with line a riding shotgun with Paul Stastny riding shotgun now with Cole Perfetti. Uh, And there's always just kind of been Kyle Connor sitting in that top left wing spot and never really allowed him to, uh, to get up there last year at the start of the season, we were, uh, we were going to see a uh, Connor Shifley Ehlers line. Uh, That was the plan until Ehlers got hurt. I think one or two games into the season. And then after that, you know, they figured out what kind of they liked on the top end. And, and ever since then, even going way back, he's always been a guy who's played second line minutes, third line minutes, um, but has always been really super effective in them. And so he's just a guy who I think is just really underutilized. Um, But at the same time, he, you know, like I'll, 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 I'll even say like, I remember last year, everyone was screaming and whining for him to get more ice time. Um, but in some of those games, he even was mentioning that, uh, you know, he didn't feel like he had his legs out, uh, under him all the time. So no. uh, he's a player who maybe is a bit better in shorter uh, or in a little bit less ice time and is able to really go put the pedal to the metal because his his thing is is speed. Obviously, he's one he's one of, if not the fastest player in the league yeah. uh, and, uh, and and just his own entry machine. So I wish that the Jets utilized him a little bit better. Uh, I'm glad now that he is on the top power play. It does suck that it only happened because Gabe Velarde got hurt yeah um but he he looks at home there mostly I mean again today was a bit rough uh mm-hmm. some really tough uh weird giveaways I think he also kind of wore the goat horns on one of the goals tonight I can't remember exactly which oh it was the army a goal um he was playing the defensive uh as the defenseman there and he turned towards the boards um but also I could point out that Shifley didn't didn't take a single uh stride past the 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 red line so uh as as always with the Jets, you can blame a goal on many people. Not but Ehlers is the kind of guy that will get blamed more than others. It's just it's just the way. Yeah, he is. And, and and you know, like maybe who knows? Who knows what the reason is? You know, it, there's there's a lot more that goes into um, it, how how a coach decides where a player deserves to be in the lineup. It, like it, the reality is, he could just be a guy who is like a, a drill messer upper, and so like <laughs> like things like that can get you on a coach's bad side. Maybe he isn't the guy that you go to right away uh, in certain uh, instances. But uh, I love the guy; he's he's my favorite player on the Jets. Uh, I'll always be in his corner. Uh, and oh, yeah, you know, team Mueller's all the way. Exactly, he's a great guy too. <laughs> um, okay, uh, Seb's leaving. So I got yeah. Some people are, are Seb. Cheers, Sebastian Jackson. Always uh, good to have you in here. Um, disturb real quick. You're asking what the Habs are going to do with the three-goalie rotation. Uh, 
it's gonna there's gonna be some movement but there's no rush they don't have to doesn't matter um and right now they just kind of have a buffet of like mediocre goalies and they're just waiting for someone to pay the fee right so Mm -hmm. um if they do get something back they're not going to get a huge return uh they're asking how old am i i'll tell you this i bought bad by michael jackson on um well first i had the vinyl and then i had it on a uh, something called laser disc so you can go google laser oh you had a laser disc oh that's hell awesome. yeah i had a laser that's, disc that's Absolutely. awesome <laughs> i was this, one of the seven guys at a laser disc so my first concert was um aerosmith on uh on the um toys in the attic tour you know so anyways i'm just saying very very old okay thank you so much to everyone in the chat again if you could like and subscribe we appreciate it thank you so much for joining us on this saturday night we appreciate everybody that comes and hangs out with us in game over you guys are great fantastic community um we're really lucky to have this kind of support honestly every single day when we do our our recaps we talk our meetings our 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 whatsapp chats we always talk about how great the community is so thank you all so much i will say Thank you to Brady and get, let, give him a chance to say his thing in just one moment. And he'll, he's going to take us out. But also thank you to Robert for running the chat. Robert, as always, a huge part of our Game Over um, podcast. And before I throw it over to Brady to take us home, I just want to say as per usual, bye, Claire. Bye. <laughs> oh, am I going now? You're, you're bringing us home. Bring us home. Bring there, us home. Okay. Uh, you shouldn't have done this. I'm usually terrible with our outros, but thank you all for watching. We really do appreciate it. Uh, I'm on Game Over Winnipeg. Uh, so if you happen to be a Jets fan, also, uh, please do check us out. Uh, follow me on Twitter at NHL Chunky. Follow at SDPN Sports. Uh, follow uh, Mark Dumont. Uh, is it Mark P. Dumont? I can't remember. Uh, don't, don't follow me. Okay. Don't, don't, okay. Don't follow Mark. Don't follow Mark. Um, but, uh, but yeah, have yourselves a wonderful evening. Uh, stay safe this weekend, especially if you're going to any Halloween parties. Very, thank you so much for joining us. Have yourselves a wonderful evening and weekend. We'll see you guys soon.